Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So recently I went away for the weekend for a retreat and it was a very much needed rest um, but I came back feeling so refreshed and rejuvenated and the the whole theme of the weekend was about not necessarily about self-care but it was about you know focusing on you you know uh, taking care of you taking the time to rest so that you could be refilled um, so that you're not running on exhaustion or fumes trying to help other people and this is a concept I think again this is my opinion but this is a concept I think women in general deal with a lot now that's not to say that men don't deal with it too but I just think overall I think it is a common um conversation or not common conversation but a common piece you guys I can't figure out the word that I'm trying to say sorry but it's it's a common a commonality amongst women to not necessarily always be tired even though we're that too but um it's a common conversation that we have amongst each other about always doing, 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 and not necessarily receiving enough. And when I say receive, I don't mean like gifts, but I'm just saying like allowing yourself to be poured back into. We are constantly always pouring out for other people, doing for other people that, you know, it's it's just second nature. And you don't even look for something necessarily back in return because you're just constantly doing Speaking of myself um, and my personal experience, I have come to realize that I am so focused on being the the strong one for everybody else and being there for anybody else that I don't allow for myself to be comforted. I don't allow myself to, you know, be poured back into, even though I need it. You know, um, I think a lot of times I hide behind the whole being an introvert thing and just being reserved. I mean, yes, but naturally I'm introverted. I'm cool with being by myself, but I would be lying if I said that I don't enjoy fellowship. (laughs) For example, um, during the retreat, we were playing this game. Uh, and they were uh, one of the questions uh, was, you know, what did you do reluctantly that you really enjoyed? And so my response was this retreat. <laughs> and I was just saying, like, I enjoyed in the moment. I really do. I enjoy fellowship. I enjoy being around people. Now, I'm not trying to be around 50,000 people at one time, but I'm just saying, like, I enjoy, you know, nice intimate gatherings of with others where you can talk and you know have a good time but then yes I like to go back home and chill um but I think a lot of the times for me personally I do hide behind that mask of being an introvert and I use it as an excuse not to 
push myself out of my comfort zone to really get to either not just to know other people, but to allow for other people to really share into my life. And the the truth of the matter is, is that not only am I hurting myself, but I am hurting the body of Christ. And, you know, I, I have to come from a biblical standpoint because as a believer, a lot of my, you know, values and, and beliefs and, you know, my ideology is based off of the word of God. And yes, it, it, you know, the word of God tells us not to forsake the gathering of the brethren, right? Um, but it's more than just the gathering part. It's really just about that day-to-day fellowship. It's really about being able to communicate with somebody else to feel that sense of relatability, to feel that sense of not being alone, to feel that sense of, okay, I'm not the only person going through this. But you'll never know that if you don't allow yourself to talk. That's something else that I learned over this past weekend is that there's a there was another you know, woman at the retreat and we know each other, you know, um, (laughs) we have each other's phone numbers and it was so interesting to find out that we were both dealing silently and in isolation with very similar issues. And all this time that we were going through it, we could have been there for one another had we just reached out. But we didn't. And for me, one of the things is not knowing who to reach out to, right? Or not even not knowing who to reach out to, but there's all different reasons. And if I'm truthful with myself, some of it is shame. Some of it is in, you know, embarrassment. Um, But that also comes from a negative place. Like, why are you embarrassed about it? Why are, are you shameful about certain things? Like, what's the issue? And it's getting to the heart of the matter because I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, again, going off biblical principles, everything does happen for a reason. It doesn't just happen by circumstance. Like it, And if I really believe that, then I know that it's going to work out for my good. It, Even though it doesn't feel good, doesn't look good, it still overall will work out for my good. And so if I believe that, then why do I allow myself to feel shame? Or why do I allow myself to feel a sense of embarrassment, you know? And so I just realized that I I too need that fellowship. I I too need to sometimes be on the receiving end. It does. I don't always have to be the one pouring out into somebody else. I can allow myself to be poured back into. In fact, I need to be poured back into. And and yeah, this is why it's it's important to have a relationship with God. But what's that saying? Don't be so spiritually minded that you're no earthly good. Like, yes, when something happens, should we go to God first? Should we talk to him about it first? Yes. But this is also why, you know, God does place people in your life and why he uses people to be a blessing to you. And so sometimes I have allowed myself to fall into that false sense of, um, misunderstanding 
that, oh, you know, it's just me and the Lord, just me and Jesus. I'm going to just tell him all about it. Like, yes, you tell him about it. But at the same time, he also placed somebody else in my life to be there with me, to walk with me together with him because he never leaves me nor forsake me. He's always there. But he also places other people who can be relatable for us to minister onto each other. And I think sometimes I have lost sight of that. And I think a lot of other people lose sight of that as well. We just feel like, you know, we can't talk to somebody else about what we're going through. So we suppress it. But the thing about suppression is, is that the more you suppress, suppress the bigger the balloon gets until it just pops and you employ and or explode and the thing about that is is that you don't know how you may erupt and and not deal with the situation or be forced to deal with it you know you hear of people committing suicide and their family members and friends who are left behind are like if I would have known I wish they would have reached out to me I thought they were good and that's so unfortunate because we have so many people that are silently suffering silently going through things because they're afraid to talk to somebody about it because they don't know how they're going to respond I was even saying to Anthony the other day, I said, the sad part about it is, is that, you know, we as believers, we don't give space to people having mental breakdowns or dealing with depression or dealing with sadness because we're quick to throw those scriptures at them about counting it all joy, you know, through trials and tribulations, knowing that it's working your faith and it's going to make you stronger, you know, telling them that you got to rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Think of those things that are lovely and wonderful and honorable and true and trustworthy. You know, you, you know, think on what's above and not beneath. All of that is truthful. All of that is good. All of that is God breath. You know what I'm saying? All of that is very important. And yes, we need to be reminded of those scriptures so that it can strengthen our faith so that we can keep our joy. You know, uh, it in order for us to keep the peace that he's already given to us and left with us, it is important for you to remember those scriptures that, that God is the God of peace and that he can bring you comfort and give you peace that surpasseth all understanding. Cast your cares onto him for he cares for you. Take up his yoke, which is easy and his burden is light. Yes, all of that is true. Don't grow weary in your will doing because you will reap a harvest if you faint not. You know, you will mount up on wings as eagles. You shall run and not grow weary. You shall walk and not faint. Yes, be encouraged in the Lord. All of this is good. At the same time, people still feel. People still duel with things. And it's because sometimes, and I don't, I don't speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself, but sometimes it's hard to tell somebody when you're not dealing with things. When I look back over my life, no, let me not even go there. But seriously, when I look back over some times where I have felt sadness, I've thought to myself, man, I wonder if I was dealing with depression at that time. 
I wonder if if that's what depression is. I'm not sure because I never talked to anybody about it. I didn't share with anybody that I was feeling sad and blue because I felt like as a Christian, I couldn't. But even Jesus experienced agony. He's experienced despair. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he was taken to the cross, he was praying and sweating blood because he was in that much agony about what was going to happen. Yes, he then did say, nevertheless, Lord, let your will be done, not mine. And yes, do we too need to develop that same type of mentality? Nevertheless, your will, not mine. We all need to develop that, but we have to develop it, right? We have to get there. And the thing about Jesus is, is that Jesus expressed to God. He asked him, hey, God, and this is Hannah paraphrasing, but he was like, hey, God, hey, father, hey, daddy. Is there a way that this could pass me? Can, you know, can we go back to the drawing board and rethink this? Is there a way that we could still save humanity without me actually going through this? Because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't really want to go through it. He had that conversation. Now, true enough, I'm paraphrasing. I'm putting my own spin on it. But he talked to him about it. He talked to him about what he was feeling and the fact that he was like, I I don't really want to go through this, but it's not my will, it's yours. He developed that, but that was developed over time of spending with God. And so I truly feel that until we get to that place and and do you really ever get to that place where it's like, oh, now whenever trials and tribulations come, you really can just count it all joy all the time and never experience any type of despair Can you? Yes, it's possible because with God, all things are possible, right? But I do feel that there are times that you can fluctuate. I do feel that there are times that there are days where, you know, the trials and tribulations that come, you're like, oh, okay, I got this. I've been through this before. This is familiar territory. I'm good. Like, I'm not going to let this stress with me. I'm going to be unbothered. You know what I'm saying? Let me sip here and drink my tea. There are times that you really will be that way. And then there's other times where you're just like, oh, my gosh, I can't. This is this is this is too much. Like, God, I know you said that you'll never give me more than I could bear, but this feels unbearable. And let me push pause right there, because God is not a man that shall lie. So his word is true. And when he says that he'll never give us more than he than we can bear, he meant that thing. And so if. I am in a situation where I feel overwhelmed and I feel that this is unbearable and this is not working for me, then I need to look back and say, Hannah, what are you carrying that God did not tell you was yours to carry? How many times am I picking up baggage? I'm like Erica Badu's lady in the song, Bag Lady. Like I'm picking up baggage that does not belong to me. And this is why I have so much weight on my shoulders and I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm feeling stressed out. And God is like, I didn't tell you to pick that up. I didn't tell you that that was yours, but you was listening to so-and-so and now you getting fully invested and fully involved in the situation and you stressing yourself out. And let me push pin on that, push pause on that as well, because there's a thin line between getting involved to help a fellow sister, brother, family member, friend, whoever 
There's a thin line between helping somebody and being there with them and toiling with them through whatever it is they're going through and you just literally putting, taking stuff on. There's a difference between that because, you know, it'll be looked like, oh, I'm wrong if I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal like that. I, like I had to have a conversation with my mom about something similar like that today. Now, it wasn't her issue. It was an issue with another family member. But I had to, you know, respectfully say to her, like, Ma, I would appreciate it if you didn't get me involved in this situation because that has nothing to do with me. That has to do with them. And I'm not about to take on somebody else's issue and allow that drama to come over here and take away my peace. I'm just not going to do it. And that happens when you learn how to set boundaries. And unfortunately, I didn't start learning how to set boundaries in my life like that until later on. So it's a whole lot of rethinking and, you know, process that I got to go through now so that other people understand what my boundaries are. And the Hannah who used to be, oh, cool, go with all, go with the flow with everything. That's not the Hannah that I am anymore. Like I'm blocking that because I have to protect my joy and I have to protect my peace and I'm not going to allow that to come to me. But I can still be there for other people. You can still be there for other people without taking on their situation, without allowing yourself to feel overwhelmed. And then you also have to understand that there are certain situations that, yeah, you may want to be there for that family member, but we also still need to go to God and talk to him about it. Like, okay, God, how how involved should I be with this situation? Like, because this is a lot that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Do you have the grace to go through with whatever it is that said family member or said friend may be, may be dealing with? Because sometimes there are situations that God is trying to use in a person's life and, and help them through it. Because we do have friends and even we are that friend sometimes too where we become dependent on upon our friends or our family members instead of dependent on God right but let me go back let me go back to the self-care and about taking care of me and me learning how to take care of myself and not feel guilty about it you know and but I, I said all of that because as a believer, I have found it hard sometimes to be vulnerable enough to let other people into my circle. Like I'm not quick and I'm not saying that you should have 50 billion people in your inner circle. Like, no, you got your core people. Like I heard a friend put it like this the other day. You know how they say it takes a village to raise a child, right? So he was referring to there's this village. And in this village, you know, we got the subdivision, right? Or let's instead of calling it a, a village, let's just call it a city. So within this city, you got the subdivision and all your, you know, your friends live in a subdivision with you. If you want to borrow some sugar, you can, you know, go two houses down or whatever, right? So you got your your village, you got the, the city, you know, whatever, and then your subdivision. But then you know how like within the subdivision, like, yeah, y'all have block parties and stuff. Y'all go to the community center or, you know, the um, 
the the house or whatever that you have inside of your subdivision, right? But then you have the people who live on your street, right? And so you communicate, y'all are like, oh, we gonna coordinate for Christmas or whatever with the lights and stuff, or we gonna coordinate for for Halloween, turn our lights on so kids know that yeah, we giving out candy or whatever. You know, so you you got those people who live on your your block or your street. But then if you're fortunate enough to live on a cul-de-sac, you got your cul-de-sac, right? And so my friend was referring to the cul-de-sac as being your core group of people because that's the people that your kids grow up with. That's the people that, you know, you you do you knock next door and be like, hey, I, I need some eggs. Can I get like that's your core people? Right. So, yeah, we all got our cul-de-sac. We got our core people that we chill with and kick it with. And then we have the people who are on our block and the people who are in the subdivision. And then there's the city at large. Right. So you have all of that. And I'm not saying that everybody who lives in the city has to be in your cul-de-sac because it's not enough room. Like everybody can't fit on the cul-de-sac. Right. But. You still so so with that cul-de-sac group of people, are you talking to them or do you feel like you got to be the one to be pouring into everybody that's on the cul-de-sac and see that's Hannah, right? Because Hannah's thing is, is that she is usually the one that's checking on everybody else, trying to, you know, be there for other people and it's not like I feel obligated to do it but I'm the checker I'm never really the checky so when I do have somebody checking in on me it's like oh yeah I'm good like yeah things are great and things may not be so great and I'm not saying that I have to tell all my business but how do I know just like how God places it on my heart to call and check in on a friend how do I know that that's not God doing the same thing with my friend to check on me, to tell them what's going on, to give me a chance to have an outlet to kind of just talk about the little things that are bothering me or talk about the things that I've been having a difficult time with getting over and not letting consume me or, you know, how do I know that this person hasn't been sent with a word from the Lord because I've been so overwhelmed and consumed by my situation and what's going on. I've been distracted that I'm not hearing him because God is always talking. Right. But I know for me, when I'm in that place of feeling isolated, I also feel very distant from him. Like I haven't heard heard from you in a while and he probably saying to me oh I haven't heard from you either like you haven't been talking to me you actually haven't been talking to anybody so and I'm trying to send people your way I'm trying to send people to check in on you but you still not talking you keeping it to yourself you know you you for whatever reason and I've had to really do some seeking some searching of my heart in regards to that, why do I feel that way? Why, you know, this is a good friend. Why do I not want to talk to them? Where does this shame come from? Why am I feeling ashamed about stuff? Like, be honest with yourself, Hannah. And sometimes I can't figure it out on my own. So I ask God, like, Lord, show me 
you know, the areas of my life that I haven't given full control to you. Show me the areas of my life that need to be revealed and exposed so that it can be corrected or so that I can get rid of that altogether and and really live healthy, healthy spiritually, healthy emotionally, healthy mentally, and as well as healthy physically. But I got to get all that internal stuff right first. And the only way that's going to happen is if I take time for me. And like I said, that's just always been a struggle. It's always been a struggle for me to focus on me, to put my mask on first. And I really have to start doing that. I, I said to myself after this retreat, I was like, Hannah, you need to stay connected. You need to stay tapped in. Like, I know that it's not, it's not natural for you. You know, you don't really like talking on the phone and that's fine and all, but you can send a quick text and you can actually have a conversation every now and again, if necessary and if needed, you know, but you, you can't stay in isolation. You can't continue to keep it all to yourself, you know, and I have, I have Anthony, you know, and that's, that's one thing, like our communication over the past year has gotten so much better. I know it has a lot to do with that pandemic because <laughs> we were in the house with each other for so long. It also had to do with us going on walks together with each other to just give ourselves an opportunity to talk without any distractions of the TV or the phone, you know, so I have him and I talk to him and it's great, but it's also great to have a group of women that I can talk to, you know, um, another person who can relate a little bit more, especially relating to the mommy concerns and issues and feeling ill-equipped about certain things. Because, you know, as a mother, the last thing I want to see is my child struggle with anything. And so to see, you know, one of them or both of them struggling with something, I instantly am like, what could I have done better? Did I not do this? And I like, I, I know I'm not a perfect mom. You know what I'm saying? I, and I've shared that with you guys before about the whole mommy shaming thing. Like don't shame other mothers for not doing certain things that you may do or thinking that they're bad. Cause you never know what that mother is going through. And I think I may, you know, even do another episode on that specifically because I think it's, it's wrong for us to mommy shame and to put another mother down for certain things that happen because that could easily happen to you too. You know what I'm saying? We we criticize and we throw the shame on other people for things that, that they do. But when you think about it, that could be you. That could have been you. Or maybe it couldn't have you, but maybe it could have been something else. I know I shared with you guys about my friend who made homemade chicken nuggets. And I was like, ooh, I'm, I don't make homemade chicken nuggets. And I felt bad about myself and about a mom because I'm like, I'm not giving my, my kids the best you know, and, and making chicken nuggets for them myself and making sure that they stay healthy. I'm over here buying the Purdue, uh, gluten-free <laughs> brand. I should be making, no, I shouldn't. Cause that's not my gifting. And that's the other, you have to understand what you are graced for. I was having a conversation with, um, another friend the other day 
And I was telling her, I was like, that's just not my gift. And like, I've seen one mom, you know, she over here making homemade laundry detergent and making homemade air fresheners and all this stuff because, you know, she doesn't like the chemicals. And I was like, that's great. If you start in a business, go ahead, give me a website. Let me go ahead and order all that stuff. But Hannah does not have the time nor the day nor do I want to dedicate any time to making my own laundry detergent. Do you realize how many loads of laundry I wash in a regular week? When am I going to find time to actually make the detergent to wash these clothes? By the time I finish making that detergent, it's going to be several piles of clothes on top of the six I already have. Like, no, I don't have time for that. That is not my forte. Like my mother's always trying to send me, you know, flowers or live plants. And I'm like, please stop. Don't do that. Because as far as I'm concerned, I rather admire the plants in the fa- in the in the plants or flowers in their natural habitat. Because all you doing is cutting them out of the ground and sending them to their death sentence. Because you send them to me, they gonna sit there for as long as they can handle and maintain life on their own. Cause I'm not filling up no new water. I'm not putting no little uh, plant food in it. No, it's gonna sit there till it dry up, and then I'm gonna throw it in the trash. I think it's a waste. I'm sorry. I know there's people out there who really like flowers, but I am not one of them. And I'm just saying all of this because I'm like, we have to realize and recognize where we are and embrace right where we are and be okay with that and not focusing on what other people are doing. And I think sometimes that also not knowing how to embrace where you are and always looking at the highlight reels of other people, it makes it hard for you to focus on you. It does. I mean, again, I'm only speaking for my from for my from my own experiences and speaking for myself but I just feel like it's that much harder to focus on me and to see what I need when I'm over here always focusing on on other people focusing on what they're doing how they're doing that oh are you okay like when do I have time to focus on myself and like embracing me and focusing on myself is not necessarily like getting the hair and nails done and all this other stuff and pampering yourself like that's good too but I'm when I'm saying focus on yourself and allowing your yourself to be refilled and refreshed and poured into that is also embracing who you are right where you are and being okay with that you know that is saying like, you know, I, I'm going to take a love me day, like not just a me day, but a love me day, a day where I just love on me and look at me. And instead of seeing my flaws, see all the wonderful things about me. Start speaking those affirmations about myself that I teach to the children. That's another thing. Like how many of us, because, you know, you've seen the, the viral videos and, you know, um, all these cute videos of little kids saying their affirmations and it, they're saying it with their daddies, they're saying it with their mommies. But how many of us are actually saying these things about ourselves? Like I say affirmations with my two every day. But how many times do I say these things about myself? Again, I'm giving them the principles and the tools that they need to grow into healthy young adults. And I'm not saying that my parents failed to teach me that at all. 
You know, I am who I am today because of who my parents taught me and trained me to be. I am who I am today because of the experiences of life that I've gone through. So I don't regret any of those things, but I do also know right where I am right now. And I do know that I have some insecurities. I know that I do struggle to express how I'm feeling sometimes. And sometimes it is just quick nature for me to go back to suppression and I actually have to fight against that I do know that it is hard for me to let people in and to just be vulnerable and tell them where I'm at and what's going on with me I do find it hard to just allow myself to be poured into or to allow compliments to be said to me that I just accept and versus versus pushing it away I do know that I deal with these things So because I know that I deal with them, it's like, Hannah, maybe you need to start saying these affirmations, too. You need to confess that you're amazing, brave and confident, determined that you are enough, that you are fearless. You know, that you are gifted. These things that I'm teaching my children to say, we call them the um, affirmation ABCs. Say them about yourself. Pour into yourself. Allow others to pour into you too. Because if you just keep giving, 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 and never allowing yourself to receive too, eventually you're going to be riding on E. And then what are you pouring out if you're empty? So anyways, I hope you guys got something out of the episode today. It's always my prayer that you do. And it's also my prayer that if there's any listeners out there that are feeling alone or feeling isolated and you can relate to what I'm saying, go ahead and, you know, connect with me. You can always send your listener letters to hannahsworld00 at gmail.com or you connect with me on IG, on Instagram at hannahsworld00. I'm also on Facebook at hannahsworld. Send me a DM. Let me know, you know, what your thoughts are. Even if you totally disagree with what I had to say, that's quite all right. But let's spark up a conversation. Don't allow yourself to sit in isolation. It's so important that we do life together because we were created for fellowship. So until next time, world, peace out, world.